Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning. So Father Manny's here, Izzy's here, Jorge's somewhere, and we're just happy to be here. And Izzy, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty well. All right. She's happy because I took her out of work. <laughs> that's but not the point. That's yeah. Not, yeah, it is. <laughs> so yesterday we had some interesting readings, and um, Izzy went to not one, but two masses, and heard two different homilies, and none of them had to do with what I preached about, So, but, but you like what I preached about when I told you. Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. But uh, yesterday what we had was St. Mark's Gospel, Jesus uh, confronting the Pharisees because the Pharisees are all bent out of shape because the disciples are not washing their hands before they eat and not purifying themselves and all this stuff going on. And Jesus just calls them hypocrites. So, Izzy, I'm going to ask a young person, what? how do you define hypocrisy? I would say hypocrisy now within, like, the people in, that in my age are in like, so the first thing I think about is like people my age is that we say one thing, but do something else. So everyone's all talk. And, but when it comes to actually doing things, it's not what they're saying. It's not what they're preaching about. So that's what I think hypocrisy is. And I've, I've fallen, I've fallen to hypocrisy myself. If I'm going to be really honest. We all do. Yeah. And I think people don't own up to it. And that's where I think that's the hypocrisy worse. Like, you need to own up to your faults or own up to what you're not doing, what you're not saying, what what you're not doing that you're saying that you want to do. And that's what Jesus talks about mm-hmm. in, um, I need to get closer to the mic, because I'm using, you're using my mic and I'm using Jorge's mic, so oh. we're a little different. Okay. So, um, here's what, that's what Jesus is talking about in yesterday's gospel, because when he, when he sees that the scribes and Pharisees are criticizing him, and criticizing the disciples, he says, he says this about about them. And he quotes uh, he quotes the book of I, the book of Isaiah. I have it right in front of me. In front of me, I had it right here, and now it's gone. Nice. Yeah, right. It always happens. So basically, he says, you know, you you, you know, such has the prophecy, uh, the prophecy of Isaiah come to, come to fruition. You hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. And so this is what you, what, exactly what you were just saying right now. The people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to do is basically realize that what we come to church to do, what we say with our lips, what we profess with our lips, our actions have to back that up. And more often than not, as Christians, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, I, I see it even within my own life. And to be honest, when I first, when I heard first the gospel, I was a little confused. I, at one point I was like, what is Jesus saying? Who is talking? It's, it's an, it's an interesting one. And then Father Omar kind of explained it more and he used, um, this 
symbol. He said that there's two different ways of face avoidance, and you're like a can of tomatoes. That's what he used. And okay. <laughs> he brought out a can. He says, This is closed. Nothing comes in and nothing comes out. So you're avoiding God's blessings and you're not sharing what gifts you have. Or you can have a faith of an involvement spirit, which is like a bull that blessings come in and gifts come out, and that's how we're supposed to be. And then um, he said, if we open our eyes, our ears, and our mind, he's always with us. He continues to bless us, and we can't be a can. Now reading that, it sounds a little funny. Cause Say it again? We can't be a can, because that's what he used. Oh, a like can. A, oh, yeah. a can of tomato. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll be defiled and have evil thoughts, but whatever can't touch us, whatever comes can't touch us if we have Jesus Christ in the center of our lives. And he talked about um, other things that are a bigger problem with our society. Um, yeah. No, there's there's plenty of things There's wrong. a lot of things. There's a lot of things wrong with our society. And I and I preached about this a little bit more at the, at the Spanish Mass at 1230 than I did at the evening Mass, that our society is, is and we can get into this really big, our society is obsessed with appearances. Yes. You know, what, what we see is like, you know, we immediately judge. We don't know what's inside. We don't know what's inside that person. You know, a person, like the, the other day I was, I was, I gave this example. The other day I was eating at a restaurant in Merrick Park and it was right next to the window and you're watching, it's great for people watching. Yeah. You're just watching people go wrong. But even the, that, people watching, what are we doing when we're people watching? judging them. exactly <laughs> oh look at that look at that person how they're dressed look at look at this person how they're, they're dressed and or how their hair is or, mm -hmm. or or whatever what they're doing and we're obsessed with appearances and so that does you know what we're doing is judging what we're doing is hypocritical because we don't want that people to do that to us yeah okay so it's important for us to understand that what and and, and to go to the gospel that kind of confused you yesterday but also it ties in a little bit with the second reading from St. James, first chapter of St. James. Mm -hmm. Be doers of the word and not, not hear, hearers yeah, exactly. only. And Defiled which, by your thoughts, something like deluding yourselves. Deluding yourselves, mm -hmm. deceiving yourselves. Deluding is the word that you heard yesterday. And that's important. We have to be doers of the word. We just can't be hearers because so many people just sit in our pews and just like, all right, entertain me for, mm -hmm. for an hour. I'm here just to go to Mass. Yeah, or if they make it to an hour. Like yesterday, mm -hmm. I had to tell, tell people, you know, because... We had been doing okay, but we've kind of been sl slacking and, you know, people leaving, you know, Jorge and I have talked about this a bunch of times, the drive-through communions, and, mm -hmm. you know, we, people gra grab the, the host and they walk out, which is a sacrilege, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, not taking the time to sit there and to give thanks and to be in communion, not only with Jesus, but with your brothers and sisters, and I always say there's nothing more important out there than there is in here inside this church. Now, yes, I agree. if you have a sick relative and you snuck out for Mass, by all means. But that's not everybody. And I, I remember there was a Mass this weekend where I counted 20 to 30 people walking out. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say which Mass it was. Mm -hmm. So, But all these things, it goes to, okay, we're here, we're preaching all these things, we're, 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 we're saying all these things during Mass, but with our actions, mm -hmm. we are being hypocritical. Now, hypocrites is a word that young people love to use to point out to adults. Because, oh, yes. look at all those people in church. They're all hypocritical because they go to church, and they're not wrong. Mm -hmm. They go to church, and they're saying all these things, and they're preaching all these things, but are they doing all these things? Goes mm. back, no. So what do young people say about the adults? Because you're an adult, kind of. Mm. <laughs> I get when you said young people, 
I, You're still young. Yeah. Um, it just reminds me of sometimes my students will say, oh, that's kind of hypocritical of you, miss. I go, what do you mean? And then they explain to me, I go, you make no sense, but I see your point. For me, with adults, I think the hypocrisy, I am grateful for the, all the adults I have that I can look up to my faith. So for me, in my personal life, I don't see any hypocr hypocrisy with adults in my faith with other adults. Mm, I have to think about that. That's kind of a hard question. Mm. Now, what do 12th grader, I mean, excuse me, 12 year old seventh graders think is hip hypocritical? They just have so many questions about mm. the faith Good. and that they don't know. So they come to me or their teachers and they think that's weird because they're deluded by society. Oh, exactly. So one thing is about, I'm trying to remember one example. I think the first things I can come up with is like, um, like how uniforms. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, the uniform. Yeah, school. how okay. they don't like it, but well, like why does? can't? Yeah, I You're... was I was a student there. I, right. I wasn't a fan of them at one point, but hey, you have they, to wear they, them. Well, I have to wear them. Um, but they would say, oh, why can't my why can't my skirt be a little shorter? Oh, why do I have to cut my hair when it gets long? I go, well, that's that's how it is. And they go, but oh, how but, is that, uh, but how is that hypocritical? Because we can wear what you teachers can wear whatever they want, but yeah, really, I have my own uniform. You're wearing your uniform right now. Uniform. Yeah. But it's a lovely gray ensemble. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm um, trying to think of other things that they've told me. Um, when another grade does something or when another class does something, it's like, oh, that's hypocritical of the teacher. But they're, because use, but they're using the word wrong. I'm sorry. It's unjust, maybe, but not yeah, hypocritical. But that's, yeah, so they're using it. I'm like, you, do you even know what it means? That's mm -hmm. that's a whole other conversation. That right. they still don't know what certain words mean, and they try to use it on me. I'm like, no, you're you're wrong, buddy. I'm sorry, I can't really, I can't right. really tell you. So here here's something I laid on the the youth mass last night, which they totally did not get, or I I think they didn't get. There was a meme that came out uh, some years ago that said, people, you know, people that don't go to church because it's full of hypocrites is like a person who doesn't go to the gym because it's full of, with people who are out of shape. Get it? No. See, maybe I'm. Maybe you have to see the meme because you're giving me this quizzical look. But you kind of, now you got it. It took kind you a while. Of a little bit. Yeah. It's like, why do you go to church? church. Because you're in need of you need of help. Mm -hmm. You're a hypocrite yourself. Why do you go to the gym? Because you're out of shape. Same oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's why I need to stop using that example because it, it confused my it, audience. It's, it's a little last confusing. Week. It's a little confusing. And I thought, oh, but Izzy Sharp this morning, she's gonna get it. And Izzy's looking at me with this quizzical look like, what are you talking about, priest? You know, so these are the things that, that baffle me as a priest that, you know, and I, and I, whenever I talk about hypocrisy or preach about hypocrisy, I, I recognize, okay, I'm hypocrite number one here in this, in this room because, you know, for me to get up there and say, I, 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 you know, basically obey everything that I preach about. When I'm preaching, I'm preaching first to myself. Because this is a standard. When I'm preaching about the Word of God, this is a standard which I hold myself to mm -hmm. and I would like to hold my parishioners to. Mm -hmm. Okay, But why do I go to confession? Because I don't hold up to that standard. Why do we all go to confession? So we're all hypocrites. So casting that stone, casting that stone that, you know, I don't go to church because, you know, it's just full of hypocrites. You know, well, yeah, that's the whole point. We're there to be perfected. We're there to be healed. We're there to find solace and refuge in the Eucharist and in the Word of God. And so we have to, okay, and here's the thing, the lip service. Like so many people, mm -hmm. like Jesus says, 
This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we people a lot of people came up to me to comment about the column that I wrote in the book. Oh, it was a good one. You you know, what was your impression of it? My well, mom first first you told me about it what right. what was going to be written. I go, "Okay." And then my mom told me she says, "I agree with that because when I brought you to church a few times, people came up to me and you weren't you you're not as fussy as other kids. You just had a few times and each time people would go up to her and say, "Hey, take your kid outside." Right. So that's what the column was about. Yeah. For those who didn't read it, it was about People and it happened two occasions on the same Sunday, where people would, uh, someone would go up to a family that had a fussy child or a crying child and said, "Please take them to the vestibule, or please take them outside," and not in a very charitable way. Mm-hmm. So this goes directly mm-hmm. to what Jesus is saying. I thought you know, the they, same thing. They come, they come in and honor God with their lips, but with their actions. You know, to, to go out of your way to tell a family who sacrificed so much, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you and I know how many large families we have in this parish, and God bless them that they bring them to church, you know, and bring all, you know, from the oldest one to the littlest one, mm-hmm. you know, God bless them. And to have someone go out of the way to say, yeah, go away, I don't like you here. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just so ha- I said yesterday during the homily, I go, what happens when we're on a plane? We've all been on a plane. When there's a child crying on the plane, sometimes it's right behind us. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that my evening mass, a first friend came up to me and said, Father, I just got off a flight from New York, and there was a baby crying in, in the plane. And, and like you said during the homily, what are you going to do? Throw the baby out the window? You can't. No. So same thing in church. Pretend you're on a plane. you know. <laughs> but no, you don't pretend you're on a plane. Realize that you're in church. Let's mm-hmm. start there. Realize that, you know, I use the quote, I prefer... A church filled with screaming children than a church full of dead pews, mm-hmm. because see the children at least are being actively part- mm-hmm. are actively participating in the mass, and so the people that are paying lip service and yes I'm totally judging right now, yeah. yay, um, and we <laughs> but can't that's edit- how it is it's it's and I've seen it sometimes yesterday I. Not yesterday. It was a few weeks ago that I went to mass and I just I I wasn't there. I just went because it's Sunday. I know I have to go to mass, and I I admit to that. And my mom knows. She's like, "Are you there?" I'm like, "Honestly, no. I I I don't know." And I felt bad. And people just and I don't know how people don't get get that sense that how don't you how how do you not feel bad that you're going up, you're receiving communion, but you're not there. For me, I started getting really active or into my faith when I started writing my homily notes because I was paying attention to what the priest was saying to what the homily is and yesterday was a great day that I wrote notes because I really the gospel really kind of confused me and who was talking and what was being said um but I really liked the the message of hypocrisy because that's a big thing it it's that's when what teacher told me about this? Well, I'm pretty sure it was either last year that I learned it from Sister Emmaluz or when I was in seventh or eighth grade with Sister Maculata that the Bible, and it's true, like the Bible has all these stories from back then, but we can relate it to now. They're just different meaning. They're, they're used in different, um, they, they're interpreted in different ways. Right. And so the way that we interpret this yesterday is that, okay, the reason why it may have confused you is that Jesus, you know, we talk a lot about the law. And then mm-hmm. say, Mark, you know, you don't hear, the, you don't see these parentheses in the English translation, but you, <clears throat> excuse me, but you do see it in the Spanish one. 
because they're explaining all Marcus trying to explain to his audience all these ceremonial washings and rituals of mm. purification that Jews had to go through, which the disciples weren't doing. And what Jesus is saying is like, okay, we're talking about, you know, right after he says, you know, they honor you with the lips, but not with their hearts. You disregard God's commandments, but cling to human tradition. Why is he saying that? Because in the first reading from Deuteronomy, Moses is giving, you know, is giving the law to the people mm -hmm. and says, do not add nor subtract from this. But what happens? 100, 200 years before Christ, all these ceremonial washings were, were added, which probably at the time maybe helped the people realize that whatever they were doing, mm -hmm. you know, God was with them, so we have to be pure. That's fine. But now the Pharisees are using it to oppress the people. And it reminds you of so many people that will nitpick on even the slightest thing, okay, when it <laughs> comes to our faith, yep. and say, you're not doing this correctly, or you're not doing that correctly, or you're a Eucharistic minister, is he? <laughs> and it says, oh no, you walked up the wrong way, or, or something so, so minute. Yeah. That or you grab the Eucharist wrong. No, no, but it's but it's yeah. something something so minute, like you know walking up there, or walking back, and the, you know, and I go to people. Well, why are you paying attention to that? Mm -hmm. You know, because we're we're in the moment, like using that example of communion. We're in the moment of communion where we our our intention should be on whom we have received, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm -hmm. and instead of looking around and saying, "Oh, you know, the Eucharistic minister walked up to the altar the wrong way," or you know, they, you know, they did this or they took too long or the priest didn't purify the vessels correctly. Why are you paying attention to this? And that's what the, and that's being Pharisaic. That's mm -hmm. what the Pharisees were doing. And so Jesus is saying, you know, you disregard God's commandments, but cling to human tradition. So it's like, you know, it's liturgical police. I mean, you know, I can get, do a whole episode on that, <laughs> that are just looking at, and listen, you know, we, we try to do things correctly. We, we, we aim to do things correctly, mm -hmm. but we're human beings. Like, I, like I've said many a time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very faithful to the Mass, but I've never fired a no-hitter, you know, meaning that I, I make mistakes, that gotcha. I skip yeah. over a word or, or skip over something because, you know, sometimes I'm very deep into prayer or sometimes I may be distracted, and I, and I admit that, and I do take that to confession next time I go to confession because mm -hmm. when I am celebrating Mass, I need to be in the moment and do it correctly. Mm -hmm. But I'll give you an example, which I was going to give yesterday and I didn't give. You know that on, on, the ta on the altar table, there is a cloth that we put there. It's called the corporal, where, yes. we, where we put the, the chalice and the patent and where we consecrate. In the old days, the priests, you know, we extend our hands out and we say, let us pray. And, and we're offering our prayers, the Orion's position. It used to be that when, we couldn't extend our hands. This is before 19, the 1960s. We couldn't extend our hands beyond the width yeah. of that corporal mm -hmm. does that make any sense yes no, why no, well, no, no wait one. i know what you're saying it's, sorry yeah no no i'm saying does it make <laughs> sense no i'm saying does it make sense <laughs> that we can't accept and it was oh. a mortal sin if you did really yeah i didn't know this yeah thankfully i wasn't around this is the older priest would tell me this but it was like again and people human, would judge probably pro because they knew the, that the, pri the priest is like two inches out of the, of the corporal oh my god we're going to hell you know it's like <laughs> These are things that Jesus is talking about. Now, mm -hmm. I'm sure that it had a very good meaning and a very good intention when, mm -hmm. you know, when it was brought up. But, you know, when people cling to those minute details and not cling to, for example, if they're clinging to the minute details of the Mass and they're not helping with the Haiti drive to help our brothers mm -hmm. in Haiti or not helping 
with the people that are needy in other parts of the country. And obviously this morning we're thinking about our friends in Louisiana. Louisiana. And all the and we're not thinking about, okay, how do we, and this is, this is the key and this is the call to, the call to action, mm-hmm. is that if we're not, if we're just hearing or paying lip service and not transforming the word of God that we hear into concrete action outside the church, then what are we doing? Okay. Exactly. Um, I had that same, I don't, epiphany, I would call, that a few years ago, it started in, in, I went to LaSalle, and I learned how to really put action, in, like, the action to my faith, that going out, and I loved helping people, and I still do now, and I think most young people, and even adults, need to realize that, that how you said that, you're going to church, but you can't give a couple cans of soup to a drive with people that really need it the most, mm-hmm. or you can go to mass and you're there. Jesus talking about helping the the poor or helping the sick. It all goes back to also our the commandments and the beatitudes too that He gave to us, and that we should all try to do in our daily lives. Of course, it's hard. Most people might not have the time to go help, but it's as simple as offering a rosary or offering your prayers for people that are in most need right now. It's putting into communion what we profess mm-hmm. to how we act. And we, we had an episode a couple of weeks ago that said, why are we so angry? Because so many times people walk out and, and, and I tell them, we need to walk into church open to being transformed by the word of God and the Eucharist that we have received. Mm-hmm. And if we're not doing that, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And that's what's so important. So Izzy, what do you take out of yesterday's message what do you take out of this message about hypocrisy about paying lip service because it's something that for young people they're very keen on they mm-hmm. get you know they get spotted phony a mile away what do you take out of yesterday's message um for me try not to be a hypocrite myself within my own friend group and realizing when i'm at fault and going to confession because there's times that i go oh okay i did this god's gonna forgive me hey god forgive me mm-hmm. yeah sure no it's actually going to confession and then trying to help other people go to confession too because not many people do or they're scared and calling out people and what they do but in a nice way not in a judging way because most people do that and i can name a bunch of people off the top of my head <laughs> that they just judge you quickly without even understanding um where you're coming from or just doing it out of um i'm in a higher position than you and i'm going to tell you what to do not in a nice way. So I think that's what I take out of it and hopefully try to change the hypocrisy little by little. We're not talking about any uh, youth apostolic movements, are we? No. No. Okay. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, but no, but it's lessons that all of us can learn mm-hmm. from. And main lesson for us is basically take that word that we have received. Not just pay lip service to God. Not saying, oh, I'm here at church because you mm-hmm. said it a couple weeks ago you yeah. were there and you really weren't there. I wasn't. And that, you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, we have to recognize, you know what? I'm here at church. How am I going to be transformed this day? How is the word of God going to move me that day mm-hmm. so that when I walk out of the church, I am a different person and ready to embrace the world for Christ, you know, conquer the world for Christ through my actions, not through my words. Because mm-hmm. we're very good at talking, but when it comes to action. That's where we fall short. So how does the word of God transform you so you can be doers of the word and not just hearers only, just thus deceiving ourselves? Mm. He said, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. 
Let our hearts be close to Jesus so that we can be doers of the word. Which leads us into something we wanted to talk about, which was the Pope's catechesis on hypocrisy from last Wednesday, which we went over right before we went on the air. And you reminded me, you know, we took a little break there between in the podcast. I said, Father, we forgot to talk about the Pope. And I go, yeah, no, we need to talk about what the Pope said. So Izzy's laughing right now because I you kinda, caught me so off guard. <laughs> I was like, I'm we're like, there. What's he we're talking take, about? We're taking. This is how podcast works. It's not live radio. So all of a sudden we're there. We're doing stuff, and all of a sudden, boom, we're recording. And she didn't even know. Thank God this is a uh, this is audio, not video, because she, the face of terror on Izzy's face was incredible. All right, let's go into the, what the Pope said because this is. Uh, I remember I read this to you this morning, and you were like, "Wow, that's." Yeah, my that, first, my initial reaction was. Thing. It kind of right. hit home. That's right. So the Pope uh, has been doing a catechesis. And this is actually, he's, he's uh, doing a catechesis on Galatians. And Galatians happened to be that day, you know, not the reading of the day, but hypocrisy was also the reading of the day that last Wednesday, last Tuesday and Wednesday, just like he did yesterday. Jesus is talking about hypocrisy. So, <clears throat> excuse me, he's, so the Holy Father says, hypocrites are people who pretend flutter, excuse me, pretend flatter and deceive because they live with a mask over their faces and do not have the courage to face the truth. Let's stop right there because this whole thing about wearing, we're not talking about wearing face masks like the one that you're holding in your hand right now. Uh Right. We're talking about wearing masks that kind of obscure who we really are. Mm -hmm. There's a great song in Mulan. You know what song I'm talking about? Reflection. Yes. Whereas, you know, who is this, you know, who is this girl I see? You know, because, you know, she's wearing a mask and she has to wear a disguise to be able to, you know, to honor her family and to, mm-hmm. and to save her father and to do all these things. And then she realizes, you know, through, spoiler, or through the end of the movie, the movie is 20-something years old, so yeah. come on, uh, that she needs to be true to who she is. We are never true to who we are. We, all, we talked about appearances earlier, mm-hmm. and we're so obsessed with how we appear to the world that we don't allow the genuine self that God created perfectly to come out. Your view on mass. For me on mass, um, I went to a retreat a couple years ago and they they had a talk about mass and how, of, and I related to it and I sometimes still do now or I try not to at least, that we have mass for, for different occasions. So mass when we go to church, mass when we're with our family, mass when we're with our friends. We're not talking about face masks. We're talking about, you know. The actual mass, yeah. yeah. And that you're, you're like, a different person yeah. with, everyone you are and it's true and it is and i sometimes it ha- it's happened to me but after that talk i realized i go i can't keep i can't continue living my life anymore like that um being someone different and it's not like night and day different it's like i might be saying this to someone but then with the other person i'm not and vice versa um so I, so since then that's kind of hit home and i try to help First, I try to reflect on myself, and I like if I'm doing something, I go, "Wait, would my parents approve of this? What mm-hmm. I, do I approve of this? What am I doing?" Because oh, I'm a, a we we are what, was, what does my mom always say in Spanish? Like, we always we're our biggest we are our say biggest judge. I, I I can't say it in Spanish. I blanked out. Okay. We're our biggest judge because yeah. no one can change us. No one can fix us unless we start with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm trying to say goes with the rest of the quote, which that's what hit home. Right, and they, so they live with the mask over the face, and do have the, you know, they don't have the courage to face the truth. Mm-hmm. For this reason, they are not capable of truly loving. A cri- hypocrite does not know how to love. 
that hit home for me because, you know, thinking about somebody, for example, let's say young Izzy falls in love tomorrow, meets the man of her dreams, and but she's not herself. She has to pretend she's someone else. Ugh. And that there have been so many movies oh, that have been so made many. like that, that, so that I'm many. like, you know, like, you know, they give the girl a makeover, they give the guy a makeover, and, and all that stuff. And then during the, Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin. Prince mm-hmm. Ali, mighty is he, mighty, you know, Ali Ababwa. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I got my musical on this morning. So there you go. <laughs> so he, what, what is Aladdin's big struggle when he's trying to court Jasmine? That he, that he's bored. Tell her the truth, the genie tells him, because mm-hmm. he's not being true. She already had fallen in love with the street urchin, mm-hmm. but he's trying to make her fall in love with the prince, prince. because of the fear is that she's going to reject the street urchin. So a hypocrite cannot truly, so he can't truly love her mm-hmm. if he's pretending to be somebody else. Ooh, we brought Disney into this. I like it. Oh, you like it, huh? <laughs> so hopefully everybody else does. Um, but that, that quote really got me. A hypocrite cannot truly love. They are not capable of truly loving. They limit themselves to a living out of egoism and do not have the strength to show their heart's transparency. Whoa, huh? Dang. Yeah, that's that's Pope Francis for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're trying to hide something, and, and it happens a lot in relationships, that you don't allow, you know, I'm not calling Izzy crazy, but Izzy, when when you know you you try when you when you got boy that you like you don't you don't go you don't show the full crazy Izzy. No, so gosh, like no. That, that oh. we know so well. <laughs> so you, it's like you you hold back on yourself because first of all you think wait. Um, this person might not like me for who I am because I don't. I I love myself, but some people might not like that. Might not like how you are. So that you're outspoken. That you're independent. That you're strong-minded. You. You're strong-willed. Keep it going. You know, I'm, I'm like <laughs> this woman is like. You know, her head is getting bigger and bigger. There. <laughs> but it's true, and like I like the example how you said that. If the person say I meet someone tomorrow, if if, even if it's like someone I meet, like a new friend, if they can't accept me or I can't accept myself, how can I be in a new friendship? How can I be in a relationship? Um, this sounds like dating advice in my head, but go for it. <laughs> that's that's how it is. Yeah. Like you have to start loving yourself, and I think that's a challenge for everyone because you, there's parts of ourselves that we might not like, but that's that's who we are, and we have to accept it. And then the Holy Father concludes by saying, hypocrisy in the church is particularly detestable, and unfortunately. Hypocrisy exists in the church. Oh, my oh God. yeah, and there are <laughs> and its ministers. So oh. and, and there are many hypocritical Christians and ministers. We should never forget the Lord's words. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. So when we go to mm. church and especially when we're ministering, we need to wipe mm, to that last one because uh, the part that he says, uh, what, what did he say about be, evil? Let, yeah. Yeah. That your le- yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more than that, this comes yeah. from evil. Yeah. That's from Matthew 5.37. Uh, that's a Bible quote? Oh, I thought mm-hmm. that was just Pope Francis. No, just... no, he was quoting the Bible there. Nice. Father Omar said it, and I think I said it earlier, that we we can't be defiled and have evil thoughts. And most of the time, society is those evil thoughts trying to take us away from God when, no, we're trying to be with God. And it's hard. It's a constant battle. And... That's where I feel it ends up in hypocrisy because you're trying to go back and forth. What's the right thing? The right thing is Jesus Christ. Of course, I 
fall into temptation. I fall into what society thinks. But at the end of the day, I try to go back to my roots. And my roots is Jesus Christ and what our faith is. Right. Um, we, you, you don't want to be church is and then world is and then centro is and then school is and and everyone is and everyone every single one is different you're, you're schizophrenic then you know so <laughs> no we, we want to be the be same, the same authentic person, person mm-hmm. transparent person because as christians are called to love to truly love and in order to truly love as the holy father says we need to be transparent so moral of the day let hypocrisy fall to the side be doers of the word and if to be truly doers of the word, we cannot be hypocrites. We have to live out the faith that we profess at the end of the homily and the creed every Sunday. I agree. So that's what we have to go out into the world and do. Let that word transform you and let hypocrisy just fall by the wayside and let the world see your true self that Jesus, the, the true self that Jesus wants you to be. Yes! Yes! For you! For you! For you! running back wow that's your fiance's boy exactly it's you a no-brainer he's a hall of famer <laughs> that guy just no but just no get out of here what was that last night so as you could probably hear father manny is editing the podcast this morning and it's going great didn't realize that my microphone was too low at the beginning of the segment with izzy and now as we begin the sports segment I recorded it with C.J. Cristobal, who is our resident hockey expert, and I'll introduce him in the next segment. But uh, we had technical difficulties last night, so please bear with us, and you'll be able to hear it. And then when we're done with that, I will come back and give my thoughts to what we just discussed. So here's C.J. Enjoy. And joining us live is our resident hockey analyst, who joined us ever so briefly when the Panthers were making their brief playoff run in the Stanley Cup playoffs last spring and now comes back to talk all things dolphins cj cristola joins on the line cj how are you i'm great father thanks for having me on again <laughs> you got it dude uh so yesterday no on saturday i i sent you a text of some guy that i'd never heard of yahoo sports or whatever it was was saying you were fanning the flames that that we were still trading for watson and i don't know and then we won yes we, we won yesterday beat the bengals uh, in dramatic fashion, and then Flo can't get up there and say, you know, shoot down the rumors and say, we don't want Watson, we want Tua. Dude, where are you stand on this? I think that Brian Flores right now is going through a little bit of first-time coach, you know, symptoms. Did you see the video I sent you? Yeah, yeah. And was he not fidgety? Little, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to, to look at as a fan, because up to now, he's been a phenomenal leader, you know, not only on the sidelines, but in the locker room. You know, I've never seen a Dolphins team play with so much, you know, uh, energy and playing for each other like we have been, even when we were terrible two years ago. That's a kid who's born after Shula, but go ahead. I mean, you know, I can only, I can only tell you what I know. That's right. And I'm only 23, so I don't know that much. <laughs> and, but this is, to me, this whole Deshaun Watson thing, I don't think that Flores would be, you know, super happy if our starting quarterback showed up to camp on the week one of the of the 
regular season, right? Right. So why would you trade away the person you've been working with all offseason, the person yeah. that you've said that you're committed to, why would you trade him away for, yes, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback who's still young, who is still, you know, healthy. I know he had that injury a few years ago, but he's looked great. So, yes, you're not getting – you're not necessarily taking a chance on what kind of quarterback you're getting. But, you know, we went through all this trouble to get to a – right? Yeah. We traded away council. We, we gave away – you know, we made all the right moves to get to the position where we are today. And now you want to give it all back just to get Deshaun Watson. It's, the possibility you know, of Deshaun Watson. Right, right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen. He's a bit of a damaged good right now. Yeah, like your your dad and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, was we're talking about this on Sunday evening that if Deshaun Watson, the MVP, was disgruntled because he doesn't like the management or something like that and had no baggage, all right, you think about this because this is a proven commodity in the NFL. He the the Texans won games last year that they had no business winning because of Deshaun Watson. He is a top five or six quarterback in the NFL. But when you have and, and, and if you're trying to say that you're a world class organization, which I believe the Dolphins are, then why would you trade, like you said, damaged goods? And I don't want to get into this and the morality of it, but there's twenty two lawsuits, women, and then the FBI's investigating all that stuff. Why would you and and this is where I had a problem is like I knew that Flores had a chance to... I mean, it's not that difficult. I tweeted about it on Sunday night. I said, why can't Flores just get up there and say, I believe in Tua. Tua is our quarterback. We're not trading for Deshaun Watson because... Simple as that. It's not that hard. I mean, he goes, oh, it's internal discussions. I understand you want to keep your card close to the vest, but this is, for me, it's a no-brainer. huh? Yeah, and, and look, he's the guy that came from the Patriots, which everything they do... Even the uh, the lunch menu at the Patriots organization is probably they play that close to the us too. <laughs> but it's the Patriot um, way. Yeah, this is the the kind of thing where you look back and you say, okay, you know, you think back to the draft in in uh, April or May. They take Jalen Waddle, a guy who's played with Tua. You know, they could have gotten any other player because we're a team that still needs help in a lot of other places. Granted, our receivers were thin. But we went out and we said, okay, this offseason we're going to get to a help. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's a lot of continuity no. or in their thinking, which up until now, the last two seasons, at least for me, I've been thinking like, wow, finally, the Dolphins seem like an organization with the head screwed on correctly. You know what I mean? But they Things bungled trending this. trending in the same direction. They bungled but, this because you, you, sh- you shoot. It's not that hard to go... Uh, somebody made a comparison to obviously the, the the Heat are a different class, but when yeah. when they bowed out of the of the James Harden sweepstakes uh, last year, they said, you know, we're not trading for James Harden. It wasn't that hard. It's not keeping it's not keeping your cards close to the vest. It's not being secret. I, I understand, but something I read late Sunday night. Uh, Stephen Ross hasn't spoken to the media all off season and. When I was there, whenever the mics were around, he would. T- I mean, not not that he would, not that he was Jerry Jones. He would talk, you know, whenever pressed for a comment. And then Chris Greer didn't give comment either. So, I don't know. It was just, can we move on and we just focus on Tua? That's that's our guy, you know. Yeah, that's what I think. I'm I'm here for 
for number one. There right? you go. No, so all right, Watson. That's all Watson, he had to say. That's all he had. No, two is our court. I, 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 no, I have confidence in Tua. That's like when you ask your owner, you know, to give you that dreaded vote of confidence. You know, <laughs> that's probably what the Arsenal manager got from his owner the other day, by after getting schlacked by Man City. That's for the yeah. Premier fans out there. So, <laughs> yeah. So looking, looking only up at the other teams. Pretty much. So that that's what oh two. I'm confident in Tua. That's all he said. I mean, it didn't give me as a fan much uh, assurance. But let's all right. Forget the Watson thing. Regular season starts two weeks from yesterday. And what are you looking at? We won ten games this last year. Do we make? Do we do the same this year? With Tua. I think we do. I, I think we do. You know. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. If we would have lost Xavier Howard, maybe we're looking at a different story. No, we didn't. But I exactly we didn't. So I think, you know, the team is happy. We know that we can win, right? We we've been there before. We say, all right, we won ten games last year, so we know it's possible, right? We won five two years ago, won ten last year, and we we're talking about it yesterday. You know, we didn't make the playoffs by, you know, just by luck. By game, right? right? We yeah. kind of drew the short straw. Mm-hmm. But. But I really think this is a team, and looking at the schedule for this season, I really think it's a team that's in a position to make another step, right? A lot of people like to say, oh, yeah, you know, the new Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. I'm sure he will. Forget Justin Herbert. Josh Allen is in our division. Did you see him on Saturday? Well, he's been been phenomenal. Second game of the year. Yeah, the last year and a half, he's been on another level. And there was a a commentator on ESPN that said it, it. They've said for the first time in the last 20 years, or now the second time because of last year, but Tom Brady and the Patriots are gone, right? So yeah. there's a little bit of a of a power vacuum created. Right now, the Dolphins are faced with a choice where they can say, all right, we're going to fight for this top spot, or we're going to let Josh Allen walk in and take it because he's looking like he's here to stay. No, the right? dude looks good. Stephon he looks Diggs. really good. So you kind of have to fight right now to not let them settle into that number one spot because it'll be another 10, 15 years of... No, no. I can't deal with that. Bombs no, no. And, co- and cold late games in Buffalo. No, I don't want that. But Buffalo, thankfully, it's 31st of October, which can be cold, but it's, it's a little crazy on 31st of October on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But no, uh, your confidence in our receiving core. And when healthy... Very confident. Devon and Tate Parker hasn't taken a hit all camp. Yeah, but that doesn't stop him. Nah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and I don't know how Will Fuller's going to fit into this new mm-hmm. lineup. You know, there's a lot of things where we need to see. I haven't seen them all play together yet. No, so it's, it's Albert, true. Albert Wilson's coming back. Jakeem Grant is still on his... Your dad's uh, favorite. I'm, a, I'm an actual NFL receiver campaign, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> No, I, I I think that, and then one concern I had, and I expressed it with my dad uh, during during the Cincinnati game, uh, Jalen Phillips hasn't looked that great in camp. He did have that one pressure on the Cincinnati quarterback, but yeah, I'm worried about I'm, I'm worried about him because I I'm, I was a really big Greg Rousseau fan coming out of UM, and I would have me personally, I, even though I was psyched, and you hear it in the intro to this to this uh, to this uh, segment, you know, I was psyched that we took a guy from the U, but really. Greg, for me, Greg Rousseau and having to face him in Buffalo twice a year, I don't know, that that to me was the guy, but I'm hoping Jalen Phillips can, can be the guy. Yeah, Jalen Phillips right now is a guy that definitely passes the eye test. You look at him on the sidelines, 
and when he gets down and whether he's in a three-point stance or just ready to rush the edge, he looks like a guy who will eat your quarterback. Right? But, <laughs> there you go. But, but Greg Rousseau, for the enti- he did not play one snap last year. That's true. Yeah. And he was ready to be the number four overall selection. Yeah. Unfortunately, the guy had a bad combine, and Jalen Phillips had a phenomenal. Or not combine. No, it, it was a, a green tree. It was. I mean, Flo was right. there. They, they had a pro day there, and, and I saw it on TV, which I rarely ever do, but I happened to watch this one. And I will. I. Turn off the TV and thought, wow, Jalen Phillips yeah. looks like he's going to be a monster. And we hope so, yeah. And I, ho- and I hope he is. That's right. I hope he is. But he had one good year at UM. So, you know, and, and as we all know, as good as people are in college, the NFL is totally, oh, totally no. different. Yeah, it's totally different. All right, switching gears to the football team to the north of Hard Rock Stadium, the other the one that played with feet. <laughs> Inter Miami has has been on a roll lately. They had a draw against uh, City up, Orlando City up in uh, in Orlando, and which is not it's not bad. Uh, what happened to this team? What made them turn around? Well, sometimes getting punched in the mouth will kind of turn a team around over and, and over and over again. Ever since ever since we lost five zero to the Revolution, oh, it's been a totally different team. I mean, and LGP was talking about it. Uh, er, before last game and he was saying that the team is totally different they're playing now for each other with a sense of togetherness and uh, Alan Moreno was saying it on TV he says you know obviously once a team starts winning it's a lot easier to start playing for each other because you don't think that you guys suck so much you know <laughs> but but it has been a totally totally different team I think Phil Neville is figuring out where to put players I feel like uh, the Joker is finally finding his spot on the For team again. Pizarro. You know, because it, it's very strange to have your number 10 be on the bench or not even play sometimes, you know. So I mean, it's, it's about time to see him getting back into it. I still want to see Iwain do a little bit more to which get one, Which Iwain? Gonzalo? Really deep. Yeah, Gonzalo. Gonzalo. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, I haven't watched too many of the last games because pre- the Premier League is on and, and, and going from Premier League to MLS is like, wow. Yeah, uh, going from NFL to watching Division Two uh, football. But, no, they're playing well. Is Phil Neville our coach, ne- our manager next year? I think it depends on how we finish the season. If we can string together a few more wins, I'm not sure how many games are left, but if we can, because we've been playing on a very positive trend right so we've been we haven't lost i think in our last seven or eight seven yeah which which for if you would have told me that in the beginning of the year i would have said that's incredible you know because we started off looking pretty bad you know and we've kind of been turning it around and and even in the games that we do draw you know drawing in orlando to the second place in the east those that's a valuable point you know and and it shows the other teams in the league that hey you know we can compete so so I think we get a couple more wins towards the end of the year. I think he'll at least get another year from from Beckham and and the Moss and the Moss boys. The, the, you know, it's 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 a great you know it's a great story to follow. The thing is that right now the Dolphins and the Canes are gonna are uh, are gonna take up most of our attention. Uh, do the Canes cover on Saturday? Eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. Uh, this is for entertainment purposes only, obviously. <laughs> I think so too. Derek King had a monster through five touchdown monster scrimmage they played on Friday. You know they put out those stats 
uh, no one saw it, but you know, but uh, what are you gonna do? I, I think I think they do. Uh, now somebody posed this question because this would be the most UM thing ever. If someone told you, okay, you could beat Alabama, but you'll lose to App State the next week, do you take that? Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. I said the same thing. Absolutely. It would be the most UM thing ever because it's like the boys from Boone will come down here to Hard Rock and beat you after beating Alabama. But beating Alabama, it doesn't matter if you lose to App State, you're still going to be oh, wrecked no, no. in the top 10. We're going to be, you'll be high off that win for three weeks. <laughs> for sure. But we have, we have App State. I think we have Sparty right after that. So, no, I'm looking forward to you. I'm just, look, looks good. CJ, thank you for joining us. Next time what you were on, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Tyler Hero's third year. Uh, for your fiance. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Hopefully we'll uh, score some tickets or something. We'll get him on the show. Get, oh, wow. Uh, if we get him on the show, we're going to have, have your fiance in studio. Anyways, thanks for joining us. And uh, CJ and I will be tonight at La Mita La Caridad for Our Lady of Charity's first novena mass. So join us if you can this evening. CJ and the call will be joining me and Father Omar for mass. And uh, go Finns, dude. And go Canes. And go Canes, absolutely. All right, God bless. Bye. All right, so that was my conversation with CJ Cristobal last night. As you could tell, pretty frustrated with the whole rumors of Deshaun Watson and all that stuff when we really should be concentrating on Tua, on what a great season we're going to have, and what a great football season is ahead of us. Can't wait this Saturday. The Canes take on the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Nothing would please me more. You know, I joke with CJ, can we cover? I want to beat this team. I really do. Anyways, I want to thank Izzy for joining us. I want to thank uh, Louis Cusa, our music director, who has helped me do uh, this podcast and helped me post it this morning in the absence of Jorge. Jorge, please come back. We miss you. Uh, I miss you because this he makes this look so easy. And it probably is easy. It's just that I don't know why I'm having... Uh, case of the techies this morning where I don't know what what's going on so thank you all for joining us and to, to go back to our, our first segment we talked about being doers of the word let us ask the Lord today to help us to not only take in his word but to allow that word to transform us so we can be able to go out into the world and transform the world for Jesus Christ and may almighty God bless you the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit amen <laughs>